And so what do I do with myself? Because this is who I know to be. And now I say, well, if you don't love your clients, you're not going to have any. If you don't love your employees, they won't be connected to your mission. And if you do not love your family, they will leave you. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. Boy, do we have an exciting guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is one of the most inspiring human beings on the planet. She is one of the top performing results coaches that has ever lived. She worked with the number one transformational leader on the planet. She has created her own incredible platform called Fierce Grace, and she has created an amazing pay-it-forward giving program. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Jesse Torres. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. It is my pleasure. Jesse, I am very excited about having you here because you're someone who really cares. You're a heart leader. And here on the Thought Leader Revolution Show, we love heart leaders because heart leaders are the ones whose love and caring for the rest of us drives the planet forward. The power of love is the most powerful force in the world, and you have it in spades. And you are one of the most successful effective coaches on the planet. So I'm excited to have you talk to people from that perspective too. And the people who listen to the show, they're entrepreneurs. They're society's greatest heroes and sheroes. They're the ones who, through the courage of having a dream and pursuing it, make all progress in our world happen. They are the heroes of free enterprise. And I take great care in who I bring to speak to them, to, to help them, to nurture them, to inspire them. And I brought you here because I know you're going to do that in spades, but before they can open their hearts to you, they need to fall in love with you and your story. So tell us your story. How'd you get to be the great Jesse Torres? <laughs> Thank you so much, Nikki. I, I truly appreciate uh, your introduction. And I do appreciate um, and I'm super grateful to be able to chat with your audience and feel honored uh, to be able to just offer, you know, what it is that helps us to really transform our lives, to step into our greatness, to open up what we want through our business and spread our world, uh, our word throughout the world. Uh, my journey um, is that of transformation coming from an abusive first 18 years of my life with my father to the very next 18 years of my life um, in an abusive relationship with my ex-husband. And from that, um, you know, you just don't know what you don't know. <laughs> you take what was my emotional home, which was shame, um, and that's what I only knew, although I didn't know to call it that based on what happened to me. And then I brought that into a marriage and, of course, attracted more of it in my life. 
And from that state, of course, a lot of things happen in between there. You know, I, I lost a brother to murder, um, my other brother in and out of trouble. Um, my parents, the, the truth came out about my father, a lot of destruction, right? But in the context of getting toward that end of the 18 years of marriage, where I was in an apathetic state and really just was hoping somebody would blow the red light so that I can stop this pain because I was not going to do it myself because I had three kids. That's where I was living, that state of apathy. And one of the things that I know with 100% certainty is that what saved my life was an act of kindness. And although that seems kind of like, oh, that's what did it? You were in a state of apathy wanting to die and someone acted kind and therefore you wanted to live. But that is exactly my story. I was really not knowing a way out. I was raised very devout Catholic. Um, you know, the marriage is just what you tolerate. It's what you do. You put up with whatever it is because you're married and you have to stick to your vows. So divorce was not an option. And so I was going to die in that marriage. And I feel that in every way that a human can die, I did. And from that, I, I took a course in emergency medicine thinking I wanted to do something with my life and and, and create something or help people. And so I took a, a course. And what happened in this course is that people, I, I stepped outside of my home, which was very difficult because I was very cab with my husband. I was very controlling. This was something that I just didn't do. I knew how to be a mom and I knew how to work in insurance. So I stepped outside. I did that. And these people, based on me flunking the class and becoming a patient for their learning, <laughs> you know, they were very gracious and they started to be kind to me. And that kindness was something that I didn't know was available. My father told me that if you are good or, uh, you know, don't trust people because, you know, they want to get into your pants, right? Which is what he was doing. So he would tell me to be hypervigilant. My husband would say, Jesse, people subconsciously want to break up a good thing. So don't talk about our marriage at all to anybody. So I was always taught that people were going to be, you know, take advantage of me or do whatever before anybody could ever actually have good intent. When these people were kind to me, I did not know what hit me. I didn't know to, what it was on a conscious level. I just knew that I came alive. Something in me, I thought, if this feeling of receiving something from people that don't even really know me and they gave it to me for no reason and didn't want anything in return, it just triggered something in me that said, I don't know what this is, but if this feeling is avail available, life is worth living. And from that, gave me the courage to now take a stand in my own life and say, I don't know what it is, but if it's, if it's here, I've got to have it. And I know that when I'm home, I'm dead. And that gave me the courage to now say, this is enough. And I, and I, I chose to leave um, my relationship, which ultimately was very, very profoundly painful because he was always obviously livid. From that, though, what happened in my journey of not knowing even how to leave my own city, like Nikki, I had to buy a Thomas guide back then, <laughs> you know, to find, I think MapQuest was starting to come out, um, you know, and I didn't know how to leave my own city. I just knew how to drive from the grocery store and back because I couldn't go anywhere else because that's how kept I was. I created an insatiable hunger. I thought, I want to understand humans. Like, I want to understand why my dad did what he did, why my mom ignored me, why my husband did what he did, and why I allowed it. 
And I started to read and I was never a reader. I would fall asleep at the first chapter. Um, I started to get my hands on books that I could read, anything that I could do. At this date, I was in survival. I was trying to find a home for my kids and I to live in because he walked away from everything. And from that, I'm like, I've got to learn. I've got to understand. So I went to seminars, workshops, read books, um, did all I can. And through that whole process, I'd gone to you know meditation instructor training. I'm a trainer for the Heart Math Institute. I coached with Tony Robbins for seven years. You know, I have my own uh, coaches training uh, institute certification because I came across a moment in my life in my own therapy where I looked at my therapist and I said, I, I want to do what you're doing, you know, helping people. I'm like, but that's a whole lot of school and that's a whole lot of time that I don't have. And she said, why don't you become a coach? And back then, I thought soccer coach, you know what I mean? Like I had no idea what she's talking about. And, <laughs> and I started to look for where I can go. And back then, um, the Hudson Institute was one of the places I want to go because I knew that I wanted some physical, like I knew I could do it online, but I, for me, the learning is way more exponential when I'm physically there. So I ended up going with uh, CTI because they had half virtual and half present. And from that evolved my desire to serve. I was on a nonprofit organization called Daughters of Power, and I would drive an hour and a half from my insurance job to Crenshaw, you know, a very difficult city where kids, basically their parents are typically incarcerated. They live with their grandparents and they're taught that kindness only gets you killed. So I would drive there and I'd, I'd help these teen girls. So my life has always been surrounded by this desire to give. And from that one act of kindness, which sparked my desire to live, uh, it, it created a hunger to do this and spread it even more. So today I find myself in, you're right, my heart is is so wide open and it was always afraid to be open because I was taught that love is nice, Jesse, but love doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> and so what do I do with myself? Because this is who I know to be. And now I say, well, if you don't love your clients, you're not going to have any. If you don't love your employees, they won't be connected to your mission and if you do not love your family, they will leave you. So tell me it's mm. not about love. So I live now to help awaken and unleash the human potential in human beings, awaken the spirit and, and unleash that potential. And from that, it evolved to now the space of my, my Love It Forward campaign. So that's just a little bit of a nutshell about me. <laughs> Jesse, that's an incredible story. You know, you started off your journey not in the greatest circumstances. And you went into a relationship that perpetuated those circumstances. And yet you weren't a victim. I got to say, there's a lot that's inspiring about that. And I think there's a lot that my listener can learn from you and how you overcame that and refused to be a victim. Because we live in a world in a time where society raises us to be victims. But people who are victorious raise themselves. And you raised yourself. Talk, talk more about that, please. Sure. One of the things that throughout my journey of really not, not knowing, I mean, I, I cried when I had to find a place for my kids and I to live after we had a 2,400 square foot home with, you know, we picked we built it and we were the football movie night uh, for my kids. They were in football. We were the movie night house and everybody came over to our house to watch a movie on Friday. 
I had to find a place for us to live. And back then, guys, I made 30 grand a year. (laughs) And I'm like trying to find a place for me and my three kids to live. And you had to make three times the rent to go anywhere. Um, What I did, I guess my message to you would be to fall in love with your challenges, right? Fall in love with the challenges. Because what I also know to be true is that in the context of my pain, in the context of everything that I went through, I was a little girl who you know, was afraid her when her father was going to come in her room at night. And so I started to build traps, right? So I literally would get very creative with my traps because it would warn me when he was coming. It never really stopped him, but at least it made me feel better to know he was coming. And so from that, guess what? I was resourceful. I was creative. I was courageous. And so my invitation to you guys as you incorporate your life into your business and you want to step into a bigger game in the world, that you see the other story. What other story was written and woven in the context of your pain? Because if we don't grab the gift of the journey, we only remember the pain. And although the pain is there, and yes, I could say, did it suck that a little girl had to build traps because her dad was sneaking in her room at night? Yeah, that sucked. That was true. But what was also true is that I got massively creative and resourceful. And you know what? I didn't know that I was going to need resourcefulness and creativity years later when I was going to have to find a place for my kids and I to live. You see, if, if God could whisper to you in the context of your pain, And he could say, look, I know that this sucks right now, but if you knew what I have waiting for you, you would know why I need you to build this muscle. So my invitation is that when you have challenges, first of all, see the challenges that you've had in the past and find the victor. Because in the context when you're a child and although you could be victimized, there is also a victor in the story that says, you know, I got up another day. Sure, I cried myself to sleep last night, but I got up another day and I faced another day. And if you've come here to create a business, then in my eyes, you're a champion because you chose to lead. So it doesn't matter what happened to you. It created and awoke the warrior in you, right? And so from that, capture those gifts. And now moving forward, as life throws you challenges, give thanks and go, oh, this must have been the challenge I asked for so I could build deeper muscle. Because I go through, uh, I love Ram Dass's quote that says, we are all just walking each other home. And if that's the case, guys, as you stand in leadership, you are further along than the people you're here to serve. And we are always in the trenches of our work. We're always in the trenches of our work. Why? Because we need to consistently build muscle. It's like I tell people when it comes to mindset, I'm like, get, the, get ready for this. Brace yourself mindset is forever (laughs) is forever look at like you said nikki look at the challenges that we're being faced with right now what's going on with the world who knew that we were going to normalize walking around with masks we we didn't know that so that stirred up a lot of emotions a lot of things that oh you know now i can't do my business because covid Right? Yeah, it's crazy. Versus, oh, okay, this is a challenge I wasn't expecting. So when in the past did I have resilience? When in the past have I had conviction? Let this situation help you recognize that there's a muscle you're being called to build because if you stepped out in leadership, we go first. 
Yes, ma'am. So here's the challenge. How do we choose to show up in it? So beautifully said. So beautifully said. You know, Jesse, so I want you to go and walk us through how you went from the decision to strike it out on your own to becoming a coach for Tony Robbins to not just becoming a coach for Tony Robbins, but the coach, like the highest rated coach he had. Like walk us through that journey. I think it started really, Nikki, with my insatiable hunger to, to serve. You know, being someone that, from my background, I was, you know, in a, I was taught codependency. I was taught, be the good girl, be the good girl, be the good girl. Don't cause trouble. Don't cause waves because people get hurt. You see, my dad didn't punish me when I didn't let him have his way. He punished my mom and my brother. So I own the belief that if I didn't allow that I then am to blame for their pain. So from that, it, I had to make sure everyone was taken care of. So the beauty of that is, is that I do have an insatiable hunger to love on people. And then I was told love, right, is not enough. Love is cool, but whatever, right? And so I had to really take a stand for what that really meant. And what that means is if I'm here to serve in a big way, I'm going to show up and I'm going to fall in love with what I do. I'm going to fall in love with the day. I'm going to fall in love with the challenges. I'm going to fall in love with all of it. But I had to build a muscle to your point, Nikki. So what I did specifically is if it scared me, I called it into my space. Meaning I, if I was scared to do something, I would then bring something that would have me overcome that fear. So like I w was very much in shameville, right? So I would look down at the ground. I wouldn't make eye contact with anybody. And I knew that if I wanted to be survive out in the world, I was going to have to build relationships and learn how to take care of myself. So I joined an improv class, <laughs> wow. which terrified me, terrified me because I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. I have to stand up there. And, and, you know, but the cool part about improv is that there's no wrong, <laughs> right? It's kind of cool because it, you, they give you different things to do that come right off the top of your head. And it was always okay. Then I took an acting class and get this. I got the role of you guys are ancient enough like me to know uh, the movie Nuts with Barbara Streisand, where she was being um, taken to an insane asylum um, because she was being accused by her stepfather that abused her terribly sexually. And now she was a prostitute. <laughs> and so here's Jesse, who just like literally doesn't say one curse word, looks down at the ground, is always the nice girl. And I'm having to play this role of this prostitute in Crazy. a jury defending herself. <laughs> and I'm like, and I had to drop an F-bomb in front of all these people. So it like terrified me. And so it's one of those things that, you know, when I feel scared, I'm like, oh man, if it's scaring me, I got to do it. I got to do it right now. I have to, because it's in my space and I'm not going to let fear take me out. So I did it. And one thing that it did is it liberated me too, because I got to act or play a role and it almost gave me permission to do all the things that I wasn't allowed to do. You can't say the F word. You have to be a good girl. And here I was like, but wait, I have to perform this part. So I get to do all this. And it's like, oh my God, this is really possible. So that's why I say fall in love with your challenges because every single time something scared me, I put it in my space so I could overcome it. Now, I want to be clear. 
it doesn't mean you have to have a lot of pain in order to overcome. You know what I mean? Like don't get used to having problems so you could overcome it so you could prove to yourself that you're strong enough. Because here's what I want you to know and what's true. If you're here as a thought leader, if you're here creating a business, I want you to know the training is over. There is nothing to prove, nothing to prove. You built the muscle. I built the muscle. I don't have to call in pain to show myself how victorious I am on the other end of surviving the pain. I already got the muscle. Get the memo. You got the gift. You no longer have to suffer. Get out of the arena of the pain and step into the power that it created. Now just live there because it's beautifully, unapologetically, authentically you. There's nothing more to go gain. There's nothing to get. It's already woven within you. You wouldn't be here as a leader if it wasn't. And as I, Tony Robbins, when I started to go through that process, I, I thought uh, it was, it actually started with my sister who was in real estate, had a ticket to a seminar and it was a real estate seminar. And I didn't even know what seminars were back then. She invited me and this guy was really funny. And I liked him and I didn't know what personal development was. I was just like learning, right? And he, he, at one point in the seminar said something about my mentor, Tony Robbins. And I'm like, oh, well, if this guy's good. I need to know his mentor, right? Because he's this guy's mentor. I need to find out who that guy is. And so I ended up going to a UPW and of course, you know, just loved it, like found a whole new community and understanding of what personal development was or to see myself differently. And from that, <clears throat> I had now gone through CTI, gotten my coach's training and <clears throat> was trying to create a business out of it while working full time, while driving an hour and a half to do the volunteer work. And so it was really tough. So I decided that I wanted to join Tony Robbins um, Business Mastery. Um, and I'm like, that's a $10,000 program. Well, at this stage of the game, guys, I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul. I'm paying my bills by color. I'm like, you know, this is just impossible. It's a $10,000 program. So the guy on the phone actually said, you know what? This is what you need. If you want to take your business to the next level and not be a prisoner of your J-O-B, then you got to do this. So here again, challenge, challenge accepted. Okay. So I did everything. I turned in my 401k. I, I got, you know, five credit cards, I think. And I told the guy, I go, okay, look, I gave you everything I've got. Um, you got to find me a cheap hotel because I, I, I got nowhere to stay because I gave you everything. I had that at that point waiting for him to find something for me, had downloaded a 24 hour fitness pass the week over by the Bellagio in Las Vegas, because that's where the event was. And I was going to drive to Vegas and I was going to attend the event, sleep in my car and shower at the gym. That's what I was prepared to do. And luckily he called me right at the last minute and he said, Hey, look, I checked in with my wife. It's fine with her. I have double beds. If you want, you could just stay in my room. And I was like, done. And I think I paid him 25 bucks. <laughs> so that, wow. the beauty of that, it wasn't about the event. It was that I had already submitted my resume to become a Tony Robbins coach. And it went into the pile of thousands. And I kept asking and bugging where who I talk to, who's this guy named Mark, you know, that I need to talk to. And, and you know, I, I sent it a week, two weeks ago. And, and they go, oh, you got to keep bugging, keep bugging. And so I walked up to one of the guys at the event and I said, uh, so yeah, what happened to my resume? And they're like, hey, you know what? That guy, Mark, he's here. 
And I'm like, oh, really? So now we're talking about an event of, you know, 10,000 people. And I couldn't remember. It was Mark Von something. <laughs> so what I did is I laser focused on everybody's name tag. Like, where's this guy? Where's the guy? And now remember, I'm broke, right? So I'm attending this event and I got to find a place to eat at the Bellagio. I'm like, okay. So I walked away and found this little cafe that had a $10 salad. And I'm like, okay, I could do this. And standing in front of me, lo and behold, is this guy named Mark. And I'm freaking out. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It's him. What do I say? Um, and of course, I'm at Tony Robbins. So I'm like, step up, Jesse, step up. I go in there and I say, I interrupt his conversation. This is totally not me, you know? And I said, excuse me, I'm Jesse Torres. Uh, I submitted my resume. Um, and he looked at me and he goes, I do remember you. Um, you speak Spanish, don't you? And I said, yes, I do. And we talked for like 20 minutes. And he said, the last words he said to me was, I will call you. And sure enough, he kept his word and called me. And from that state, uh, I became a Tony Robbins coach. And then that evolved my journey. And now it's just evolved from there. So that Mark Vaughn something guy is our good friend, Mark <laughs> Vaughn Muser, who is the man who has a distinction of having appeared on the show more than any other guest. He's been here seven times. And I think the most any other guest has been on has been three times. And he's simply magnificent. I like to say that Mark combines the energy of Jesus Christ with that of a Navy SEAL. He's got all the love in his heart and then the kick butt can do power of a Navy SEAL. It's just amazing. So absolutely. He does. So you became a coach at Tony Robbins. You became the coach at Tony Robbins. And how did you go from there to creating fierce grace? Ah. Uh. It became a spiritual evolution for me. You know, I think what I learned um, at Tony Robbins was incredible in regards to cracking me out of my shell and really being able to have a window of what's possible. And then from there, it became more of a spiritual journey for me and what my purpose was. And I started to evolve my own spiritual practice. Uh, again, I mentioned before I was about Catholic and my mom still is very much, but I, I knew I wanted more. And so I, I wanted to connect to that. So I've worked with shamans. I've worked with, um, you know, a meditation instructor, that, that trip to India. I've evolved past wanting to know what this omnipotence presence of God is in my world. And from that, I created Fierce Grace because I believe that there's another level. I think we're so smart, right? That we there's so much mindset. Like you can Google, how do I get out of depression? Or how do I get out of anxiety? And there's so many, there's just so much information out there. And so I, what I believe is starting to happen is that we know what to do right? Because we're not lacking instructions. We're not lacking people out there that post videos and post PDFs to tell you how to navigate. But what's happening is because we have so much information and we're not able to apply it and clean out the past energy and the, and the beliefs of the past, we are actually knowing our way out of healing. Mm. And so what happens that we are smart and we get it, but we still find ourselves contracted or stuck or not even be not able to move past our limitations that now because we know 
well, I need to do positive affirmations. Uh, I need to, you know, just like shift my body and, you know, and all this and I'm not doing it or I'm doing it, but it's not working. And so what ends up happening is we, we wrap a deeper layer of shame around it because gosh, now I know better. I know what to do. I've got the stuff, but I'm still stuck. And it takes us down an even deeper rabbit hole because we have the information, but we're not actually doing the healing. And part of that is an inside job, right? We have to be willing to unpack what I call heart armor. Heart armor is the armor that we've built and created that we stacked on top of our beautiful spirits, our, our hearts, because we've been hurt and we didn't know better. When my father behaved, I created meaning. I, I believed now that I was filthy, damaged goods, and nobody would ever want me. That's the story I wrote from what happened. It doesn't mean what my dad did was right, but I created the meaning about my own beauty based on the actions. So we don't know. And then we spend the rest of our lives wanting to peel that back to find that we were the divine perfection we always were. And so my purpose in life is to help bring that presence of that space where you find peace, that space where you find wholeness, that spirit, and to bring that connection to God and spirit or universe, whatever your belief is, and help awaken that within you, moving past the armor to find the magnificence of your being, that you are already unapologetically magnificent just because you were born. Because there is no difference from an infant that is divine perfection to, the, to you guys. Right. I, I, I had a, a friend of mine who had a little boy. His name was Timothy. And I was holding him and I was looking at him and I'm like, oh, my God, his little knuckles. I'm like, oh, my God. And what come, came to my mind was divine perfection. He just is this beautiful living thing. And I thought, what makes us any different? And here's the thing. Nothing. Nothing makes us different than that divinity other than our belief. So my purpose in life is to help unpack that so we can live our fullest potential, connect to our purpose in life. Why are we here? Right? The two most important days of our life. Can't remember. Lots of people have been calling Mark Twain, Buddha. I don't know. Right? One, the day you were born and two, the day you find out why. Why are we here? My personal belief is that we're here to serve each other. We're here to create a greater good. Right now, as we're facing a lot of challenges in our world, I believe that each individual can create massive impact. And from that, there is also what I learned through the Institute of Heart Math that helped me connect this feeling in my intuitive sense, this connection to this God or universe or whatever, and my heartbeat and what that means scientifically and the power that we have to feed the quantum field of energy through our love. Amen. Carl. So that's how Fair Space was, was awakened. Amen. Amen. I think that's awesome. So you've come a long way from the days where you made 30 grand a year. I mean, that's like a bad month for you right now. So let's, yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about how people can take what's in their heart and what they've learned and turn it into thought leadership. You know, the fellow that I interviewed for my podcast, the episode that came out today on the day I'm interviewing you. His name is David Meerman Scott. I actually met him through uh, Tony Robbins. And he said to me, the best definition I've ever heard of thought leadership, even better than Matt Church's, which is a brilliant definition. He said that 
the distinction between an expert and a thought leader is thus. An expert is like a cover band. A thought leader plays original music. And that's just bang on and right on. So I want you to I want you to share for us how you believe you've come to understand your own thought leadership, to create your own original music versus just being a cover band, second-rate version of somebody else? Such a great question. And I love that metaphor. And really what it was, it, it was coming home, coming home to my own beauty, coming home from an awakening of my path and recognizing the beauty within it. For so many years, I judged my little girl, right? Who, who I was, why didn't I fight harder? Why didn't I spit? Why didn't I scream? Why didn't I scratch? Why? And I just judged her so much, blaming myself for all of it. And when I was able to step outside of it and to see her from a different set of lenses, from the eyes of love, from the eyes of being able to witness this beautiful little girl that navigated every single day, even though this was happening in her journey, I fell in love with her. I fell in love with her and, you know, there, there was a time I, I could not even look in the mirror, to be honest with you. Like, to, so to be able to go back and witness her from a set of lenses that said, you are created in divine perfection, what happened to you doesn't have to be what limits you. What happened to you doesn't have to be what creates a... a density in your world or problems in your world, that it can be your greatest triumph because you're still here. And when I fell in love with that part of me, it started to break down all of the heart armor, as I call it. And I found the authenticity of my spirit and who I was. When you say original music, I love that as you guys are here as thought leaders, like be authentically aligned and beautifully congruent to what is knocking on your heart. You were called to something greater. You were called to be in the space to lead others. How amazing are you? Brilliantly, beautifully, courageously showing up to serve others. And that is, is something to champion and honor. And so to be unapologetic about it. Unapologetic. This is who I am. If you come and you serve and you sift through your decisions through your heart, and you show up to help. And I believe that there's something I call humescence, which is our human essence. And it's composed of five things, purity, kindness, benevolence, innocence, and sovereignty. And these five things are what create our human essence. Be that. What is that about you? That maybe you're silly, you're crazy, you're up, you're down, you're moody. All of you was created divinely for what you're here to do as a thought leader. And that there's no wrong in it. Because like you said, Nikki, society does not teach us to notice what's right. It teaches us to notice what's wrong. Look at man's inhumanity to man, the news, the media. And then at the end, you might get a 30 second that says, you know, a random act of kindness. But I'm here to say that there is more good in the world. There is more light in the world. It's just not what we're shown. So I invite you to find your light and what sparks you, what makes you giddy, 
find joy, laughter, playfulness, expand your heart and fall in love with the champion in the arena that was the you of the past that went through all the pain so that you can see the magnificence of your own being and show up that way to the world through your business because you will shine. We can give you the strategies, we can give you the practicalities, we can give you all the steps to get there. But when you show up unapologetically you, that is game on. Now success is yours, whatever that means to you. Because you weren't created a mess, you were created divine. Find it, see it, embrace it, and show up that way. Man, I love that. That's so cool. You know, for you to really be a thought leader, you got to have the courage to look within and bring out what's really there. And I'm, I'm learning that day by day, moment by moment. Because even though I've been able to say that, that's not always come from the deepest recesses of my soul. It's come from my head. And now it's starting to come from the deepest recesses of my soul. There are a few things in life that I know I'm passionate about and are unique about me. One is I'm a fanatic about exercise. I exercise seven days a week. And I have for years. And it's super important to me. I'm 53 years old and I'm going to exercise every day until the day I, I'm done. You know, I die. Another thing that I'm really, really a, a fanatic about is reading. I read so much. I've read 121 books so far this year. And I mean read, not listened to. And I love reading. I love reading fiction, nonfiction. Uh, I love reading history, biography, business, inspiration. You name it. I just love it. It touches my soul. I love learning. I love personal growth. I love knives. I'm a knife collector. I got 60 plus knives in my collection and I love them. You know, these are some of the things that make up the totality of Nikki Blue. And it's part of what allows me to stand up and speak my authentic message, my true voice, because I let myself embrace these aspects of who I am. So it's kind of cool because I see you doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So Jesse, thank you. Thank you. You have this really cool project that you've birthed into the world. Tell us about it. Oh my goodness. Um, so I'm so excited about it because this is one of those things that is like God given. I don't, I, I, I was told or I heard a voice years ago, I don't know, maybe three years ago or so, two or three years ago that said, um, you need to spread a blanket of love over the world. (laughs) And this wasn't just a a voice. It was, um, a vision. And in the vision, I was actually ascending. Right. And so I spread this literal like blanket of love over the world. And what's happening in the world world is people are fighting and they're grabbing each other's, you know, by the throat and punching each other and beating each other. And as this blanket falls on the people, all of a sudden they stop and they're like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I don't want to hit you. I don't, 
I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. And it was like, they were snapping out of this hypnosis. And so I was like, wow, that was so powerful, right? What an amazing vision. And then I'm like out of that going, well, how the heck do I really do that? I'm like, do I have to die? I don't understand, right? So from that, I I just carried on knowing that somehow this is what I'm here to do. So I do it from what I do with fierce grace, helping awakening that human spirit, right? I do it by every client that I touch, every business owner that I help get their message out to the world. I'm, I'm, I'm loving on them. I'm making sure they see their potential. I'm making sure that they see their power, that they see their strengths and that there are, there is no limitation to them. And so from that, I feel like I'm awakening these warriors to get out there in the world. Um, So I'm like, okay, this is what I know to do. So this is how I'm doing it. And then suddenly about, I don't know, eight months ago, six months ago, I got this total in a meditation, uh, just message I started writing. And what came out of it was this way to love it forward. I'm calling it. It's a pay it forward concept, but I say love it forward because we're here to shift the frequency in our planet. Um, and it, it came out through an apparel company. Okay. So it's, it's not just about a t-shirt. It's really about the gift of giving and loving it forward. And so the concept is that if you see somebody that has a shirt that says kindness matters, right? Or spiritual rebel, or, you know, just, you know, something that inspires you or that says, you know, I am loved or something beautiful. You think differently about that person. Like something she's like, Oh, that's, that's nice that she would wear, or he would wear. I have one that says kind patriot, right? Kind. What is it about kindness? Right? Remember kindness saved my life. Right. And so I'm like, okay, so we like that. Like I look at Range Rover on the back of a Range Rover. And I'm like, why doesn't that say light warriors or love warriors? Right? Because if I saw that on the street, that would make me want to drive next to the person and see who's driving that car because I feel something differently about them. It makes my heart vibrate at a certain beat. So the gift of giving is our innate nature. We are benevolent beings, but here's the science behind it. Every single time, if you can imagine your heart's desire to give a gift, as you them, and as you think of them, you're imagining the moment they open the gift. You're imagining the smile on their face. So scientifically and energetically, your heart is beating at a frequency of love, of service, of giving, of gratitude, of whatever, which is an amplified energy that is super powerful that we don't access enough because we're in constant worry, sadness right now, especially in the world. And guys, I didn't This just came because right now there's a lot of density. So how could we ignite the world? Because the world right now needs a different conversation. We need to be having another voice. We are so confused. We are so lost. And so in the moment that you get to give a gift, not only is it dripping dopamine in your brain, which is that happy, good feel uh, drug, right, in our brains. So you have a dopamine hit, your heart's expanding, it's beating at a vibrational frequency that is expressing love. This is what will shift the density in the planet. We are powerful. If you can take 30 Buddhist monks and place them in the heart of New York City, and they can measure the crime rate going down because they sat there in prayer for 30 days, we don't understand sometimes the power that we have in our collective energy to love. 
So through this apparel company, it's t-shirts that say a beautiful thing on them, you get to love it forward. It's going to start with a cycle of 1111 people, 1,111 people. I Light Warriors Inc., which is the name of the company, is going to purchase the first 10 people and gift them a t-shirt that they will then love forward. Every single time that they love forward a t-shirt or they gift it to somebody, they will get a notification when the person receives it because they'll scan a barcode. Now, Let's say that you give a gift to somebody and you're number 400 of 1111. 399 people will receive this notification that the gift was loved forward and where it is now in the world. So for instance, is if, if we've, you paid it forward and then that person paid it forward to somebody else and then somebody paid it forward to me, I pay it forward to somebody in Peru you all get notifications of saying, oh my God, the gift was loved forward. Where is it now? It's in Peru. Wow. That person gives it to somebody in Japan. We get another notification. Oh my God, now it's in Japan. And we actually get to witness our love being spread around the planet. But every single time that notification goes off, it's, it's dripping dopamine. It's expanding our heart. And the frequency we're emitting is that of love and light in the world, which we need so bad right now. Once we get to 10 cycles of 1111, we have 11,110 people that are light in the world and spreading light. We have a global ceremony. We come together and we create an epic experience of love, light, music, and we stick an acupuncture needle to the world <laughs> and we really help ignite this. And I really am so passionate about it because I just... I want you guys to know that you have more power to make impact than you know. Right now, we can start to think that we don't have power in what's happening in the world. That, oh my God, there's so much craziness. And that what can we do? You know, my daughter, she started looking at all the things happening with human trafficking. And she was listening to all these things. And she busts through my office door. And she's like, mom, we need to do something. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. And I totally get that. And so how can we make a difference? by loving it forward, giving the gift of giving and sparking the light in each human being that you want to love on and spreading this energy throughout our world when it so desperately needs it right now. And we get to have a different conversation. And you know what's funny, Nikki? I actually, in this vision, I, I wrote a song. I wrote a song, which is in, in the works right now because I don't write lyrics, guys. I have children that are musicians. I am not. <laughs> but this song came through and it's called Humescence and, and it's the human essence. And so they're creating it. I want to bring that together. When we sing, we are in joy. When we put music on, we're dancing. We're amplifying the energy. All of this matters. And you too can make a difference by choosing to love it forward. Wow. I love it. That's fantastic. Okay. I definitely am going to choose to love it forward, Jesse. We're going to make that happen. So, listener, you got to do this. This is just too cool for school. It's going to make you feel good because when you do something good for someone else, it doesn't just benefit you and the person you do it for. It benefits all the people who find out about it. That's actually been scientifically proven. So, Jesse, we like to end off each and every one of our episodes by asking you, our guest expert, to tell us your top three expert action steps to help my listener move his life or her life forward so that he or she 
can enhance their life, enhance their business, live life as the best version of themselves, and make their business the best version that it can be. What do you say? Sure thing. Number one, everything starts with a belief. Own the belief that you are absolutely limitless. There are no limitations to the human being except the belief there is one. Write the story of what you want. I get what happened. I get things happening right now in the world. I get that there's all this reality and all this stuff. And so what? (laughs) It doesn't matter. What do you want? Write the story so you win. Because the canvas lean, it doesn't matter what happened a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, or a minute ago, you get to make a decision to declare and decide what you want and create in the world. So your belief about that is number one, own the power that you have. Number two, choose, choose every minute. We always have two roads to go. We have a disempowering road and an empowering road. They're both always available. And we are at the helm of choice every single day, every single minute. You are in control of that decision. Ask better questions. Why does this always happen to me? Does that excite you? Does that prompt for good answers? Probably not. My question used to be, what's wrong with me? So guess what? It would trigger my monkey mind to tell me all the things that are wrong with me. Ask better questions. How is this as an opportunity here to help me grow and expand? How is this an opportunity for my growth? How is this an opportunity for me to build muscle? Okay, so choose the decision to take action and choose the life you want. Create it. And number three, life rewards people that take action. Because you're creating a frequency. You put it out there, the universal law of prosody gives back to you what you put out there. So you have to take action. Don't just say the belief. Don't just write down the belief. Put everything in your path to help amplify the energy of the belief and what is possible in your life and what you want. And when you start to move toward that, you will find more energy. You will find more expansion. You will find more joy in your world. And I would love for you guys to take the opportunity to spread bold love if that's what you are called to do through this, you know, ability to share because we're all in it together and we're here for each other. So find a way to contribute, find a way to give, whatever it is. If it's through spread bold love, great. If it's something else, great. When we feel sad, when we feel contracted, my friends, give, give, and you will open up your heart again. Amen. Amen. Jesse Torres. Beautifully put. Listener, Jesse Torres is the real deal. You got to go check out Bold Love. You got to go check out her fierce transformation.com website, which we're going to put in the show notes. And here's what I want you to get. I want you to get that you are awesome. You are a walking, talking, breathing miracle. The good Lord himself put you here for a purpose, a mighty purpose. And you have the opportunity to build a life of sheer, sheer greatness if you so choose. And the first thing that I encourage you to do is hashtag don't do it alone. You need to understand that you are right now 
in the greatest system to make yourself successful that's ever been devised or created. And that's the free enterprise system. You have the opportunity to, through voluntary exchange, create for yourself whatever you want to create. And I'm telling you, freedom is a precious gift. We need to stand for it. We need to go out there and if necessary, fight, bleed, and die for it. And in these times, it's more important than ever, do not let the forces of evil and darkness come and take your freedom away from you. There are dark forces behind certain governmental actions, and those dark forces are trying to take our freedoms away. And we're not going to let them do that. And the first way we're not going to let them do that is we're going to step up and create our own economy. We are the economy. And for us to be able to do that, first and foremost, you got to figure out what is in your heart. What is your true genius? What is your thought leadership? What is your heart leadership? And the best way for you to do that is not by yourself. Although you got to do it yourself, you can't do it alone. That's a quote from my great friend, Jonathan Kramer. So what you need to do, number one, is you need to go to eCircleAcademy.com and you need to go click on a button that says, watch webinar. And that webinar is a masterclass that's going to show you how to take that genius within and turn it into money. And it's a free masterclass. So you better take advantage of it and take really, really good notes. Number two, number two, there's also a free report there, a white paper on six steps you can take to grow your coaching, consulting, thought leader practice. Again, it's free. Take advantage of it. Okay. And the third free thing I have is at ecircleacademy.com forward slash TLJ book, you can get a free copy of my latest best-selling book, The Thought Leader's Journey. Now you can go to Amazon and pay for it if you want and get a hard copy. But if you're good with a Kindle copy, it's free at ecircleacademy.com forward slash TLJ book. Take advantage of all these. Take advantage of the resources that Jesse has offered you as well. Okay. Because these are the things that are going to let your heart open up and bloom and flower so that you can live life as the greatest version of yourself. And you don't have to go through life feeling scared. You don't have to go through life feeling alone. You don't have to go through life feeling less than, feeling that you're operating from imposter syndrome. So make sure you take advantage of all these things. Okay. Jesse Torres, girl, this was a long time coming and I'm so glad we made it happen. Thank you so much for being on the show. You are awesome. Oh, it is my pleasure, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and thank you all for listening. I wish you all blessings, uh, goodwill, and Nikki's 100% right. You are not alone. We are in this together and we really can make an impact. Amen, girl. Thank you, Nikki. Yeah, my pleasure. Amen. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's guest, the one and only fierce grace woman herself, Jessie Torres, go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. Check out the show notes. And to take advantage of all the resources that she talked about, they're going to be in the show notes. And to take advantage of all the resources that I talked about, go to eCircleAcademy.com and go Take advantage of them right now. They're free. You deserve it. You deserve to have life work for you the way you've always wanted to. So make it happen for yourself. Until next time, goodbye.